Hossi Atile Dube is a 21-year-old award-nominated entrepreneur who was born and raised in Pretoria and is currently running a six-figure company providing software engineering and marketing solutions in the entertainment industry. He dropped out of actuarial computer science at University of Pretoria to focus on his software engineering company and currently studies part-time at We Think Code. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Young Professional African Edition with your host, Jonathan Rwanika and Shanil Mudli, equipping you with all the right tools to jumpstart your career in an African context by sharing experiences and spreading the gospel of information. With original music brought to you by Africa's own, Yunil Badiachi. So, Kosi, tell us, where are you from and where did you grow up? Uh, definitely from Houting, uh, Pretoria, at, at the township, uh, at, at, uh, at, at the area called Atrishville. Uh, they call it Peli. That's where I grew up. Uh, everyone is hustling there. Some of them are disadvantaged, but every corner is a shop. That's where I, that's where I grew up. I was born and raised there, and yeah, but then, um, yeah, I was born and raised there. I only left after finishing my high school, and that's when I started to uh, living in a different area. Awesome, and uh, I think, you know, that's that's uh, so interesting. I'm actually from Lodium as well. I'm sure you know, you know the, the, the mountain between um, Edridgeville and Lodium. Yes, yes, I definitely know, know Lodium. <laughs> I think Lodium uh, was where uh, when when I grew up, a, a lot of people that I know were just going there just to find uh, something that they didn't have. You know, some sometimes maybe they go there for uh, different churches. Some of them just go there for uh, like pimping by bicycles. That's 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 where I, I usually I, I was usually. Uh, uh, like uh, available when it comes to bicycles. Okay. Uh, I was riding bikes. Yeah, so Lodiam, I definitely know Lodiam. Okay, wow, <laughs> that's, that's so interesting. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're, you're in software software engineering now. Is is this something that you studied at a formal um, at a formal level? So did you study, you know, a degree or something at, at a, you know, university here? What's your, what's your um, academic background? Okay, uh, software engineering uh, is something that I, uh, I partly studied, but uh, what I'm doing in my software engineering field is not what I actually studied. So uh, to explain, I, I did computer science at uh, uh, University of Pretoria, but I did not finish. Um, but before going for computer science, I was, I was already uh, on Google was already on YouTube, uh, trying to learn some of the things, uh, trying to build uh, some of the things by myself. And um, so when I left uh, University of Pretoria to uh, do, uh, uh, I was studying computer science there, mixing with actual science. So I was uh, focusing on uh, a lot of, uh, on mathematics, uh, statistics and, and uh, not more on software engineering. So that's when I, I left. Uh, but then 
I went to another school called uh, Within Code. Uh, Within Code is uh, also like a software engineering school. It's free. Uh, so you, 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 they, they don't strict you with hours and something like that. And uh, so that's why I bettered my skills. And that's why I also like uh, met other people in the software engineering field. Uh, you know, uh, that's why I discovered my potential with uh, software engineering as well. But then honestly speaking, uh, those people only, those entities rather, only helped me to, with uh, building the environment, uh, building the, the, the connection, the networks. They did not help in actually building the skills that I have in software engineering. Wow, that's so interesting. So you said, so firstly, I think, why did you, why did you decide to leave or, or what, what, what was the reason behind that? Was it your choice or was there something else there? And then secondly, when you said that they, uh, you know, you didn't learn the skills there, were the skills learned by yourself or did you, was there another means um, of, of online education that you found to learn the skills? Okay. Uh, so the reason why I left that place was, uh, uh, the first reason was finances. Uh, when it comes to finances, I didn't have like a strong uh, buzzery. So uh, my, my buzzery was not paying full cost. And at the time I was still young. I think I was around 17 and, uh, and my, my, my family couldn't afford anymore. So I was, uh, I was already in debt, uh, school debt. And uh, I was, I was close to being financially excluded from university, but I applied for other bursaries as well. And I also applied for the other entity that I, that I just mentioned uh, called Within Code, meaning uh, th thinking maybe if I, I don't get accepted from other bursaries, I'll just go to Within Code since it's free and it's also going to help me with my uh, software engineering career. So, um, at the end of the year, actually on January, I got accepted by uh, this uh, Within Code. And I also got accepted by um, a, a big company, global uh, company, uh, to as, as a buzzer full cost. So I had to make a decision now uh, on whether I should just choose uh, to go continue with my university or just go to, to uh, this uh, Within Code. But at the same time, I was already uh, tired of university. I was already made up my mind of, uh, on thinking that um, this, this university is go not going to actually help me because I've already done a lot of things without the help of it. And I also needed uh, to, to, to move to a new place, Johannesburg, because that's where uh, most of my clients were. So during that process, by the way, uh, that's when I was, I was forming my business. And uh, that's where I realized that most of my clients are going to be uh, residing in Johannesburg. And uh, that's when I also saw a potential that this business is going to actually take me far. So I just took a risk that, no, I can go back to university anytime. I spoke with my buzzer that accepted me. I can also go to them at any time. They are, they are so kind. So that's why I took the risk and left the university to, uh, to come to Johannesburg actually and pursue what I'm uh, pursuing. Wow, that's, that's amazing. And uh, congrats to you for taking the risk. And you know, it's, it's obviously paying off for you. So well done 
on that. And you, you know, you're saying your clients are in Johannesburg. Maybe just give us some details. What exactly do you do within the software industry, or what's your, you know, what's your core business? Uh, we we mostly is is mostly focused also on entertainment. So uh, with software engineering, I uh, most most of my clients are like in the entertainment space, especially in the music space. So it can be like a record label, a big record label. They need uh, software engineering solutions at their company. Uh, maybe for example, they might need uh, for me to create some. Uh, cloud computations, uh, websites, and everything just like that for, for their clients, which are the other musicians, uh, to manage their also create systems in managing their, their important files, uh, creating also like uh, systems for their working environment, you know, all those things. And also softwares as well uh, that are going to help them in their music, and at the, at, uh, at the same time, I also uh, do help other companies, the other big uh, retail companies in South Africa. Uh, so it's mostly, but all in all, it's mostly in, uh, in the entertainment space, especially in the music space. That's why I provide my software engineering solutions. Uh, and the reason is because I've been in the music industry before. So that's that's why I'm 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 doing things differently with my software engineering. Okay, wow. So so you the the thing that you're doing different. I'm I'm trying to understand. Um, I guess a little bit about your your business model because from from what you're explaining, it's it's probably a very competitive um, industry or just you know being in in software engineering. It's it's sort of a buzzword right now. So. What what is the differentiator? What is the reason you're able to run a six figure a six figure company? Um, is it is it your network within the music industry? Are you providing a service that no one else is doing? What exactly is the niche that you've discovered that allows you to to continue to exist as a business? Okay, uh, so uh, that isn't why uh, my 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 business is is very different is because. Uh, like I said, I've, I'm focusing mostly on uh, musicians, uh, record labels, you know, the entertainment space. I, I like when I'm focusing on everything, you know. It doesn't mean that I don't do uh, other, other parts of the software engineering. Uh, I can still do, but I'm focusing mostly on the music industry. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm providing the services that uh, they actually need because most of them, they don't have, that service, that service in the music space. All they have is maybe like taking their music uh, to to radio, getting performances, and that's it. But not not everyone, not every record label got uh, software engineering uh, like services uh, or maybe resources in place. So when I come in, uh, if you can, if if I I solve a problem uh, or I provide the solution. Uh, to to one one company, they 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 will obviously going to be linking together. Uh, maybe there's a there's a uh, they are, they are like there's a group company, and inside the group company there are also other companies as well. So that's where I I, I grow in terms of uh, the network, and also I'm I'm I've been in the music industry before, so I know what they are actually struggling with because I've been uh, in the music industry and I know what I was also struggling with. 
So uh, knowing what they are struggling with makes things easier for me to provide the solutions. So I'm, pro I'm currently uh, providing solutions that I also struggled with. And some of them, they are also telling me what they are actually struggling with to date. That's why I can be able to say I'm, a different, I'm providing different services in the software engineering space. Wow. So, you're, you know, what I love about that is that you, as you're saying, you were in the industry. So you're essentially solving all of the problems that you faced um, and you're, you're selling that as a service. And that's, that's really amazing. Um, you know, I think then segueing into, into the next question, I, I actually discovered you by seeing this, this viral video on, on, on LinkedIn of you buying a new place. Um, and, and, you know, it was, it was so amazing and I really related to it because I saw your, your, your mom was in the video and, and that was really awesome. So maybe for the, for the listeners, can you just explain that video for everyone who hasn't seen it and um, tell us what happened in the video and, and why this was such a big milestone? Um, for you and your mom. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, so I, when I moved into Johannesburg, leaving university, that was my dream university, by the way. I've been there since like grade nine, doing tours and everything. So when I left there, my mother thought that, uh, you know, she, 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 she was doubting me a bit, you know, she... She was doubting my decisions. She was like, you know, you worked very hard in high school just to leave it. Um, you, you've been there every year. You've been uh, like booking visits from your friends since from Gretain until your matric. You know, uh, you are, your, your desk at, at, uh, like at home, it was full of University of Pretoria logos. You know, I was inspired by that place, but then I left it. So when I left to, uh, to, to stay in Johannesburg, I was staying in a, a very, very dodgy place called Hillbro because that is the cheapest. So Hillbro, I was staying with uh, a lot of roommates. I, I was moving around uh, different accommodations. I was staying with like six roommates in the same room, no kitchen. You just eat there uh, and there's only a bathroom. One bathroom. So one day she visited me when I was there. She saw that, yo, this guy left uh, a, a, better, a better place to come here to, to, to just suffer, you know. Then I told her the other day that, you know, I'm going to be fine. Just that the reason why I'm staying here is just, I just want to build myself from the ground and from the humble, from the humble beginnings. And I just, I don't want to Gets, uh, I don't want to be spoon fed and, or anything or like, uh, like that. So uh, I was staying there, rats everywhere, uh, cockroaches left and right. You don't even have to put your, 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 uh, your foods on, on the table or anything or like that because the cockroaches will come quick. You just have to eat while you're holding your food. It was, it was a mess. There. But then I knew that one day I'm going to be staying in a better place. And I'm going to be staying in a, uh, a happier place and with a with, uh, good environment that, that is good for my mind. And so I was leveling up a bit from Hillbro, uh, staying at the other ones, you know, leveling up a bit to a point whereby I was staying where I'm staying right now, which is Mitren. So she didn't know that uh, this, this was my place. 
until I told her that, yo, this is where I'm going to be staying. This is my new place. So that feeling, the reason why she was even like crying on the video is because she knows what I went through. She really understands my, my uh, she, she remembers my words and she she been uh, with me when I was uh, telling her that uh, I'm going to leave to Hillbro and everything. She knows everything. She knows each and every single thing. She, she's been there physically as well. She saw uh, the transition uh, to where I am right now. So that was uh, uh, very important for me because I showed her that uh, I, 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 am, I am a different man right now and I'm going to continue to be a better man. And uh, it was also very important for me to document that uh, uh, like that achievement. That's why I was putting it on uh, online so that I can look at it back again and inspire uh, my, my, my future uh, family and also my little brother as well, who is an upcoming uh, entrepreneur as well. So those are the very important things that uh that that I that I think about when I think about uh that video that that is that was uh very important for me and that was part of my 2021 goals so I just achieved it already yeah you know wow when I when I hear that story I have so much of respect for you and everything that you're doing and that you're going to do that's such an amazing story and there's so much I want to I want to say about it, but you know, at the end of our show, we usually do our our synthesizing of of the interview, and I think I'll I'll think about it more and, and speak on it there. But you you're showing all of the elements of great entrepreneurs, um, from from your risk taking to your your durability to your visioning, and and really well done. All at the age of twenty one, uh, you know, if, I I hope more people <laughs> have told you, really well done. You know, you, you you're really doing something great, Mukosi. Um, Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much. I, I even have a lot of videos from where I was staying, uh, I, but I just kept them uh, on my files. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to be showing people uh, where I was actually staying because it was not even nice. Uh, bank beds and everything. So uh, people don't understand. When I, when I was there, I, I was not looking at those places as dodgy. But when I think about it now, I, I look at them as though I thought they, they were better. I thought they, they, they were nice, they, you know, because I was focusing more on building my company than, than uh, where I'm staying, you know. So yeah. I was building more my company. I remember I was using uh, a, a, a network called Rain. Uh, so I was using Rain just to, uh, to connect to the internet. And after six, I know, uh, rain network is cutting off uh, because it's, it's during off peak hours and I had to wait until 11 then 11 I wake up again and I push until one then one I go to school within code just like that that was my my procedure so it was not uh, not easy but I didn't see it that way now when I think about it I can see that yo that thing was not easy not everyone could do sustain not everyone could live like that just uh, suffering for, for a company that they don't even know if it's going to uh, be sustainable or not. So that, that was crazy, but then it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. You've, you've faced, and, and you know, that's something that we don't often 
speak about or see with all of the entrepreneurs that we admire. Uh, we, we don't see everything that happens behind the scenes, things that you're talking about now. So that's, that's really awesome that you can share that with us and share this on the, on the platform. I'm, I'm sure there's other people yeah. who can relate and it'll you know, be inspirational for them to push through. That's true. That's true. And it made me very strong, to be honest. Uh, I remember the other, it was so scary. You know, I, 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 was, I, was, I was not that strong as I am right now. It was so scary. So uh, I remember the other time it was load shedding. I was hearing noises and I was alone because the roommates went home. It was uh, uh, towards the end of the year. So they had to go see their families. I, was, I didn't want to go home because if I go home, I'll be distracted uh, not to focus on my business, but family and everything. So uh, just staying there, but it was not safe for me. And also the doors were, were not closing. So we are putting bricks. Obviously, the wind is going to uh, get in. I remember getting sick each and every, every, uh, every week to a point whereby my immune system got used to it. Since last year, I spent the whole year without even uh, getting sick because of that place made me stronger. Even now, I don't remember uh, even flu or tonsils. So those are, are, are the things that uh, I've, I've realized that some, some things can make you stronger because I had the saying to say, uh, pain is, is uh, weakness leaving the body. So I think I have, uh, a lot of uh, weakness left my body and I'm going to keep on seeking more pain so that uh, a lot of weakness can continue leaving the body. So that's, that's my take. I love that approach. Uh, that's, it's really, really uh, an interesting approach and an interesting, you know, point that you're making there. But but resiliency is definitely key, I think, in in building yourself as an entrepreneur. Another thing that we speak about is, you know, mentorship. So throughout this process, um, you know, did you have any mentors that you were seeking advice from or going to? Because I'm sure it was difficult to to firstly face these sort of conditions alone. So was there anyone that you really had? Um, I, I did see that you, you had the chance to meet Busi Timakweo as well, which must have been amazing. But, you know, I guess, were there any formal or informal mentorships? Do you still have discussions with people like him? Um, what's sort of your, your take or your views on this? Uh, uh, mentors are very, 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 very important. Uh, without mentors, I don't think I'll be where I am right now. And uh, when it comes to mentors, there are mentors that uh, you can physically talk with, you know, or call anytime. And there are also mentors that you, you learn from, like the books, uh, YouTube videos. So I was initially didn't have any physical mentor. Uh, when I started, I used to watch uh, a lot of uh, YouTube videos. Uh, that's when, uh, when I was still in, at university, going through uh, a lot of uh, trials, going through, you know, to, that financial stress uh, hit me hard to a point whereby I felt like, uh, you know, I just want to end things. You know, I ended up in hospital, by the way, trying to commit suicide. So um, after that, that's when I just went to YouTube to find some uh, motivation. But still, I was listening to dark music, you know, I was not in a good space. Then an, an advertisement came on YouTube, and I think it was, I think it was Ty Lopez from from YouTube. So I just listened to it, and I felt inspired. 
And the other time when I, watched, when I was watching a video, I listened to it, I watched it again, and I felt inspired. That's when I followed him. Then I, I, another, another person uh, that I found throughout on YouTube, because that's when I started to dig in deep on these motivational videos and everything, it was Gary V. Gary v, I was listening to a lot of Gary V to a point whereby I, I, I used my social media uh, to, to, uh, to, to, a, to a great extent. Then going by, uh, I realized that mentors are actually very important. Uh, but now I was, I was also seeking for other uh, South African mentors. Then I met a lot of them. Uh, I attended webinars. I attended seminars so that I can meet, you know, potential people who are like-minded. And uh, I met a lot of great people from Vusitembo Kwayo, from Michael Tavani, uh, you know, DJs who, you, you name them. You know, uh, so uh, people like Vusi Temakwayo are, are also one of the people who, who, are, who, are, who are part of my influencers. So uh, even today, I'm still speaking with Vusi Temakwayo. Uh, even this morning, I spoke with him. We even uh, have like a, a book club together uh, whereby we, we, we talk with other like-minded people and read books and keep learning, mentoring each other right now. Um, so I, I've been with uh, a lot of mentors. I learned from them. Some of them I never met, but we are still communicating because I keep seeking uh, great people who are like-minded so that I can keep learning. And yeah, I'm still uh, also uh, watching YouTube videos uh, so that I can get uh, like other knowledge from other people uh, because mentors are very, very important. I don't want anyone to make an excuse that, no, I don't know how I'm going to meet, meet Fosse Temakwayo. Just buy his book uh, and, and read. That's, that's how you, you are going to get mentored by him. Or just watch his free, free YouTube videos. Uh, that's how you're going to get mentored by him. Or use Google. There are a lot of people on, on, in, in the world who are doing great things. Learn about them. Learn, learn about how they do certain things, how they solve certain problems. That's how you get mentored. And when you're at the stage, maybe you can afford premium seminars whereby you meet uh, your favorite people physically. That's when you can do. But if you don't afford, or maybe if you don't have means or anything, just use internet. That's, that's how you're going to get mentored, really. Wow, I love that. That's, that's showing the, the possibilities of you know, the, the internet or the online um, generation and how we can access mentors in a very different way, the way that you're explaining it. And I, I really love that. That's something that I do a lot of. I'm, I'm always reading about other people and I'm seeing, you know, how they, how they started their business, how they do this, how they, and, and you know, I really believe in, in what you're saying there. You know, you, you also speak now about um, a really positive learning culture. I can see that you've, you've developed that and you, you, you continue to do so. Um, and, and I think you've also got a strong culture towards your business and growing your business as well as software engineering. But what is it that you're actually passionate about? You know, from, from all of these things, what, what is the, the end goal that, you know, if, if you got to, to work on, on that particular item, you wouldn't feel like you're working anymore. So what is really that passion that drives you? Uh, the, the passion that drives me is, uh, like uh, the people actually, the, the people are the ones that uh, drives me because um, 
like for example, when it comes to my clients, I, I check with them each and every week and to, to, to find out if they are still happy or not. And when, when, I, when, I, when I get a, uh, like an email or a message from, from uh, one of my clients that they are, they, are, they are happy, they're seeing progress, they're seeing this and this, they are thanking me, that makes me happy. You know, uh, so helping other people is, is what is actually making me happy as well. You know, it's not about only in the business, also outside the business. Uh, like talking with other people, bringing value, helping them uh, to see their fullest potential, or maybe like uh, helping them with anything that can be beneficial to them positively. So those things are the ones that uh, uh, drives me. And also uh, the thing that I, I can do without me feeling like I'm, I'm working is actually my business. I love, doing, I love what I'm doing. Uh, the way I love what I'm doing is I, I even plan on making the, uh, the, the 24 hour work. I was even planning this week that, you know, I must take one day during, during the week to just work for 24 hours without sleeping. The way I was studying uh, when I was still a scholar. So uh, that, that's, how, that's how much I love, I love what I'm doing and I can do it anytime. And I can do it without uh, like stopping anything. I, I, I remember uh, I, 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 I broke a lot of phones because I was always on the phone trying to communicate with clients, trying to make phone calls to a point where the, the battery went flat due to emails, due to uh, always constantly on, on, on social media, DMing people, hundreds and hundreds of people per day. You know, my phones, they always run out of battery because of that. So um, that's how much I, I love what I'm doing. Sometimes I even forget to eat. Like now, I didn't eat uh, the whole day. I think I'll eat after speaking with you. So that's that's how much I, I love it. And um, I, I'm willing to do anything for it. So I don't feel like working because it's something that I love, something that I, that I always wanted to do. Uh, and it's not stressing me to a point whereby I just leave everything. So it's a great challenge for me each and every day that I could do without even stopping. Wow, that's uh, I, I love this. This is this is amazing. You know, you once again focusing on the client, being client centric, and and your work ethic, having a strong work ethic. This is these are all of the things that you read about in some of the best entrepreneurs, and you you know you're showing you're showing all of this. Um, really amazing, man. Again, at twenty one, I, I can't even I can't even stress enough how how awesome, <laughs> how amazing it is that you're doing. Yeah, really, well done, man. That's and, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, actually, I, I even like uh, stopped working the way I was working. Uh, I was advised by uh, some of my mentors that uh, I was overworking because uh, it was al almost going to ruin my uh, productivity. So uh, I stopped working the way I was working because I didn't even have uh, the hours when I started. I just worked anytime. Just wake up during the in the middle of the night. I just work, you know. Sleep. I didn't care more about sleep. But when I uh, again, the mentors are very important. Uh, then they they advised me to have uh, like my own time to sleep or to to learn to also 
uh, like rest so that I can be productive. And it worked. Uh, my, my productivity increased and everything else increased as well. So uh, I stopped uh, working there. I was working, but I was planning. Uh, I think I'll also inform some of my mentors to hear what they are saying about this, that I just want to go back to that routine, maybe like in one, one, one day a week to work 24 hours and knowing that tomorrow I'll just work properly again. So that's how much I, I love what I'm doing, to be honest. Wow, awesome, man. And, and what's your long-term plan with your business? Are you, are you, do you want to continue in the same way? So, you know, what does, what does your business look like ideally five years from now or 10 years from now? What is your long-term plan? Uh, my long-term plan is I, I want uh, whenever any, uh, since it's focused, focusing more on musicians, I, I want uh, any musician who's thinking about maybe like getting in the music industry fully to think about my business. So uh, meaning that whenever a musician is trying to get in the music industry, I want them to think about my business. The same way when you are hungry, you're thinking about maybe like uh, checkers or Woolworths or when you, are, when you have to buy uh, groceries, you're thinking about those places. That's how I want uh, uh, people in the music industry to think about my, my, my business when, whenever they are trying to do music. That's, how, that's the long term. And also, obviously, helping a lot of other people uh, like uh, in job creations uh, uh, so that it can also help me for automations and also so that I can be able to focus on other parts of, of my business, which are very important. And yeah, and also solve this issue of uh, like helping other companies partly. So I just want to find out how I can actually uh, help other, other, other people. I don't know if I'm going to make another company separately or not, but for now I, I, I need focus. So that's one of the, uh, that's, that's like one of the things. Uh, that, that I'm looking at at the uh, long-term plan. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know, going at the pace you're going, I have no doubt that you'll get there. And I'd love to have you back on the show, you know, five years from now. And, and we can look back on this interview and you can say, you know, you, you've made it in the same way that you, you did that video with your, with your mom to say, you know, you were in Hillbrow and now you've, you've moved out of there. So, so yeah, I look forward to seeing your, your progress and your entrepreneurial journey unfold. The, the final yeah. question I, I then have for you is for other aspiring entrepreneurs, not only in South Africa, but across the continent, if, if you could give any, you know, sort of one, one bit of parting advice from the show to, to other entrepreneurs out there, what, what, would you, what would you give to them? What would you say? Um, the first thing is that uh, don't look at me and think that you'll be like me. Uh, the reason why I'm doing software engineering is because uh, this is this is uh, this is something that built up with me from the young young uh, from the early ages of my life. So uh, look at yourself, ask yourself what what is it that you are actually good at, what is it that you actually like, and match up on those things and try to do uh, repeatedly trying some. Uh, things over and over again until you, you get something right and uh, with this method is called ik, ikigai uh, it's a Chinese uh, method I think 
So with with Ikigai, that's where uh, you you can find your, your answer on what you must actually, what you you might actually uh, do in in your career. So uh, Ikigai, you can check it out. Is I K I G A I. So it's a J- J- Japanese concept that is uh, meaning a reason for being, like a reason for for being alive. Actually, you know. Uh, so with Ikigai, they're, they're, they, they, it's like a chart. It's like a, uh, it's like a, like a probability, like kind, kind of chart. So it's containing things that you love, things that you are passionate about, things that you are good at, things that you pay, you get paid for, and what uh, actually the world needs. So if you can combine those things and uh, tick all the boxes of what you're actually good at on those things and what, what uh, you can actually do, that's why you can reach your ikigai, and reaching your ikigai is going to help help you to uh, move forward in in your business. Uh, each and everyone has, has his own ikigai. Uh, I I have my 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 own ikigai. Uh, the other person who's listening can have uh, their their own ikigai that is different, totally different from me. You know, uh, so uh, meaning the reason why I'm saying this is because I know. I can inspire people to get into software engineering, but those other people are maybe they might be good at accounting uh, and that is going to conflict their interests. And when they do something that they don't love, that's when they fail. So focus on your Ikigai, focus on what you, you can do. Be self-aware on what, what you can actually, be self-aware on who you are actually as a person. So that's, that's, that's what I can say. Well, Chanel. Uh, that was an exceptional episode. Uh, I don't think I don't know if we we're doing this on purpose, you know. But back to back, we've had young people that are doing amazing, amazing things, you know, at such a tender age, showing uh, that truly age is nothing but just a number. Uh, but very unique themes coming out of this particular episode, you know, uh, entrepreneurship. Um, themes around focusing on things that you're good at, uh, th- th- themes around sacrifice and hard work, uh, so many, but maybe at, at a very high level for you, uh, what came out from this episode and what was interesting for you? Yeah, Jonathan, um, great, great to two young individuals that we've had back to back on the show. And I really, really enjoyed um, this interview. And, and I think, you know, Jose is going to go on to do some, some amazing things. He's already done so much at, at, as you said, at 21, it's, it's super impressive. Um, I think like at, at a high level, while, while he was speaking and explaining, you know, the circumstance, the work ethic, I'm, I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. And I was just like in my head thinking, this is, you know, the black Mamba mentality that he was talking about that, that work ethic where you're just here to grind, where you, you, you know, you don't care what, what's around you, you don't care. All you do is you have your focus and your goal. And, and you're going for that. So I think that that was a really um, strong, strong theme for me. Um, and, and I love the, you know, you spoke about the Ikigai and, and I would, you know, encourage anyone to go and just do some more research on that. It's a, it's a Japanese concept about finding your reason of yeah. being. Um, so, so I think that was another theme for me. And I think, you know, the way that he connected it, uh, he connected the dots in, in what he wanted and, and how he went about getting it. Um, very intentional. So, so I mean, that's always a, a theme with, with these entrepreneurs that we've had on the show. So, so what were some of yeah. your, um, I guess, the, the big points that you took away from this? 
Yeah, you know, I'd I'd love to just bounce back on that ikigai principle uh, that he talks about because I absolutely love that. You know, like he said, you you can't be him because you know software engineering is something that he has been learning from a very young age. You know, it reminded me of uh, I'm currently reading a book, uh, Shoe Dog, uh, by Phil Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, and you know how he came about uh, going into sneakers. It, It was his MBA project at Stanford. Uh, he loved sports, he loved running, and, uh, you know, shoes were sort of like a, a way to continue on with that sort of passion and the things that he was actually good at. So, so, so I like this Ikigai principle. I was actually, I was actually trying to read up on, on it, uh, and I'll continue after this. You know, just looking at what your core strengths are, you know, even in job searches and career decisions, what, what, are, what are the skill sets you, you flourish at and is your current position allowing you to, uh, or job allowing you to, to, to excel with those skill sets that you're good at? Yeah, so and I, yeah. yeah that, was, that was spot on. And I love the way that you phrased that. Um, and, and I think, you know, he's, he's done that well for himself and then he's found his sort of niche, which, which is also interesting. If you look at his, um, you know, when he spoke about once he got the bursary, he ended up turning it down. It, it sort of illustrates that laser focus on, on, his, on his purpose because he understood exactly you know, where he wanted to be. And I think coming from his background, from humble beginnings, that was, that was quite impressive. Um, you know, I must say, I remember you also chatting a bit about that before, yeah. we, before we got on. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, that was brilliant. Um, and I, I really like that sort of like maturity that he has at, 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 at that age. You know, and often people in those circumstances, you don't expect, you would not expect them to take the risky decision. You know, the reason why uh, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, could take uh, a year out to travel the world and start a shoe business is because he's, he came from an upper middle class family. And, it, you know, it's, it's a less riskier decision. Yeah. See someone in his context with, it's truly like a life or death decision because you know if he does it, if this doesn't work out like he has nothing to fall on and still making that he is you know that innate in- entrepreneurial instinct really comes out from him uh, I think given his context yeah and and I, and I think which another great um, thing that I really appreciated about the episode is how comfortable he is about you know discussing. Um, mental health and and speaking about the fact that things weren't easy not firstly from a physical perspective living in Hillbrow roommates all of that stuff but you know getting to that point where you you're you're trying to to commit suicide and and we don't really speak about that especially in you know this age the age bracket of I'd say like 20 to 29 um, where you know there's some people doing who who are moving it seems like they're moving faster than others um, some people are late bloomers, but but at that age, you're not really sure where you're supposed to be in terms of career progression, in terms of studies. Everyone's still figuring out a lot. So so I think it's it's very normal if if and and I think that's the important point that I want to take away from this that you you feel those sort of emotions and and you sometimes have those down periods and and it's okay. I think the important part is is the bouncing back, which which was a nice um, takeaway for me from this interview as well. Yeah, yeah, and how he, you and how other people, you know, you through through mentors and managed to get him out of that dark place, which I really liked. But my final point, Janil, uh, was 
uh, when he goes, uh, I hear people say, I can't find a mentor. He's like, what do you mean you can't find a mentor? <laughs> like, just buy the person's book or, like, watch uh, his YouTube videos. You know, I thought that was brilliant because, like, mentorship in this present day and age has completely evolved, right? You don't need to physically have someone you write letters to. Like, uh, uh, people are online sharing their lives, experiences uh, in many places, which allows you to have a virtual mentor that you've never even met in, in some cases. I thought that was a brilliant point. No, I, I love that point. And, and it also, it, it's a little exciting if you think about it, because back in the day, you'd never have access to somebody like Elon Musk, you know. Um, now you can see these interviews on YouTube or these motivational talks that he gives, whatever it is. But there's a certain level of closeness that you can get through through digital, um, in, in the digital age, even though it's not like a, you know, a face-to-face interaction. It's exactly as he said. It's like you can learn what you need to learn from this person. You can um, listen. You can just absorb everything. And, and I love that. I think that that's an amazing point. And it's a great view to have on mentorship and how to go about, um, you know, I guess, thinking about meeting your heroes. If you, if you don't ever, if you can't meet them one-on-one, do, do everything else. Buy their book, read more, watch their videos, etc. Yeah. Any, anything else uh, in parting, Shneel, that, 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 that was impressionable to you? No, I think, uh, you know, and, and, and as you said about the way that he uh, found his niche as well, um, you, you, you did mention that. I think just driving home that, that last point about, um, you know, he, he was in the industry, he was a rapper doing the musician thing, and then he discovered this niche and he went into it. Um, yeah. I, I love, so it was like a problem-solving approach. He, he identified problems in the industry and he went for it. So I think that's another, just an insightful fact about this, this kind of entrepreneur because we've got a, a whole bunch of different kinds. Mm, mm, mm. And it also explains why, you know, sometimes you, you can't just get a, a, a tender in waste management and give it to Chenille, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's complex, you know. It, it requires a, a exper- experiencing things sometimes to problem solve effectively. Definitely. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Young Professional African Edition. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on Apple Music, Spotify, or whatever platform that you use to listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed the show, give us a like and a follow. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at YP underscore Africa. That's YP underscore Africa. And if you've missed an episode, don't stress. You can catch up on our YouTube channel, YP underscore Africa. Like and subscribe, guys. Like and subscribe. That's it from us, guys. See you next week.